Ladies and gentlemen, you are rocking with the best, the Holy Ruckus Podcast, episode number one. Zero, zero, let him know. What's going on? Let's go. Let's go, streamers. Slow clap. Slow clap. Yes. Yes, baby. Shake it. Let's go. Praise the Lord. Bust down. Gosh. (laughs) What's up, 100. You've been here for all 100. How does that feel? How's it feel to be here for like half of it? But it was good. We we came on towards the end. So I know I really picked it up. The the viewership or listenership was like hoping for some more eye candy. It hasn't recovered ever since. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad to do my part. (laughs) There you go. There you go. So we'll we'll talk more about our our festivities on this hundredth episode and just highlights and 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 our wish list for the guests going forward, but we're so excited uh, to be here because we do have a guest guest today. He's easy on the eyes. He's quite the looker. Uh, Scott Hong couldn't be with us today. So we had to get <laughs> Sir Edmund Mitchell. And uh, so, yeah. So I, I know father Pat, you really wanted uh, Raymond Arroyo, but we, oh, had, yeah, to, my we boy. had to do it differently. That shot. I know. I wanted him to come on and read his, read, read his stories, you know, do his storybooks, his children's right. storybooks. <laughs> Again, I just want to say, I almost got in trouble last time. Cause my wife was like, Oh, Don't I make know one of those storybooks. Cause like people give those <laughs> books for free to us. And I'm like, no, God, God bless you, Raymond Arroyo for your, your book on. Absolutely. Thieves. Follow, follow the Lord and the spirit wherever he leads, but all the same, you know we can. You know that's what we do. We're here making noise. That's our. We're that's basically holy noise. That's our thing. Exactly, you know? man. No one yeah. is exempt. No one. You know, it's like the barbershop. <laughs> you can't talk shit about other people. Then what are we doing? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have to. Uh, here you go. All we have love. To let people know who we are. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, let's get going. Play that intro. Drop that intro. Here we go. We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. Why were you made? I was made to be happy. The way to be happy is to know truth and to love goodness. In other words, I am made for God. Pero quiero lío en las dioses. Quiero que se salga afuera. You are now listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Oh, how you guys doing? It's good to be here. Bienvenidos. Good to have Edmund back because he was the old G's, OG's back in the day. Repeat. Everybody was starting to do podcasts. We were doing them well before everybody else, at least in the Catholic world. I want to say that first thing right out the mm-hmm. bat. But my man's been here. I don't know what episode it was. I'm I'm trying to look it up. It was in the early teens, I want to say, that yeah. I got Edmund in there. But um, thanks so much for being with us, Edmund. How are you? How's the weather? How's the family? What's going on? Oh man, I'm doing well. It's uh, so I'm in Texas and we're getting ice. I think two weeks ice. ago we got snow randomly, and now we're getting ice. ice so ice, baby. Wow. Yeah, everyone in Texas is trying to figure out how like to survive. Penguins and igloos and ice. <laughs> yeah. Do people respect it or like are they are are they freak out? In Texas, it's like the zombie apocalypse. It's like, what is going on? Like they shut everything down. And I lived in Toledo for a few years. And so during like one of the worst winters in all of the United States. So I feel like a superhero. I feel like it's Mario Kart on the roads where 
I have like 120 cc's, but everyone has like 40. So uh-huh. I'm just like, dun, dun, dun. right. I drive right. very There's banana peels everywhere, you know, yeah. and you're going to get blue shelled, my friend. Well, yeah, but people <laughs> freak out. It's like you guys all have these massive trucks and a little ice on the road, and you guys like turn into grandmothers driving here. I don't know. Wait, what's it, what's it like in the supermarkets, dude? Like, is like eggs? Oh, yeah. milk people, are, people are grabbing uh, bread, beer, and bullets. They don't even know why they're grabbing bullets, but they're like, we might need them. Like the weather sure. might get aggressive. Right. Well, you know, you know, if a, like a bison herd comes through, then they're going to need to, you know, shoot some more meat for their Exactly. For they're their like, there's no food. We got to shoot our food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Eat, squirrel. We're not yeah. about that. We're Texas. America. It's too funny because because here in Maryland in the DC area, like people flip out for like two inches. Yeah. We closed down the schools. We really? closed down the schools for a little dusting. Um, so I imagine what that's like. But my wife's from Minnesota, and so she's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, she's like, like "Get serious! <laughs> don't talk to me until it's a couple feet." Get out oh, of here! Man. I got so razzed by like the North Dakotans when I was when I was studying <laughs> with like Bismarck Seminarians. They'd be like, "Oh, oh, you guys don't know. You don't know how to handle a snow." And I was like, well, should we like, you know, what, what are you talking about here? Like, we're, we're not living like, you know, in friggin igloos or whatever you got up there, you know, by the Canadian borders. Like, I don't have to go raiding across the, the border to get like fur trapping done, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, they're hard. They're hard yeah, up there definitely. in, the, in yeah. uh, America's hat. They're pretty oh hard. Gosh, they're hard up there. <laughs> Come on, like massive overreactions. I remember a family member. I'm not going to say who because they probably are listening. Mm. Um, when Y2K was about to happen, I don't know why they felt like the water was going to go out, and so they bought these big like, <laughs> trash cans, like trash cans, like <laughs> trash cans, and they put water in them. They're like one for each kid, so they could go bathe themselves. Wow, <laughs> it was that's real. Intense. Y2K people were they didn't know. We didn't know. That's intense. Gosh, that was 22 years ago, gentlemen. Oh, we're old. We're so old. I'm very, very old. How did your parents explain that, Edmund? How did your parents explain Y2K? Did they even touch on that? Uh, I think my parents went to a party and they left me with my my (laughs) grandmother. And I was like, if if stuff really hits the fan, like like Grammy's not going to really take care of me, I don't think. But they went to some party, and uh, yeah, it was just kind of in the air a little bit that something might happen. But I don't know. We didn't really we didn't really think anything was really going to happen. Dude, that's that, good on you. Good on you. Yeah. We, we, were, we were flipping out over here. So anyway, um, let's get to it. So again, just like we do every other guest, especially our our um, hundredth guest on this podcast, we're gonna treat you like like no one else, like everyone else. We're gonna treat you like, and we're gonna go a segment of overrated, underrated. Oh, whatever yes, we say, this. whatever we pop on, you just totally hot take that thing. Oh, I and, love it. And speak on it. And okay. speak on it. We'll add the music later. The drop. And there's like music. a time. There's like a. I have to do it quick, right? It's like yes. reaction. Okay. Yeah. But, Top of the head. Just first just like impressions. Any, anytime these podcast people do the same thing, it, it ends up going for like 20 minutes. So like whatever. Okay. We'll, okay, okay. We'll, yeah. see. we'll do our thing. We'll now, do you our can thing. make a Twitter apology if it if it goes so if okay. it goes right. south really popular. You know, that's very popular these days. So <laughs> there you go. Twitter. Okay. Here we go. So right. let me let me pull let me pull my, my stuff up. So here we go. Uh underrated, overrated. Underrated, overrated. Let's go. You are the the guest, Mr. Edmund Mitchell. And um, let's start with something you know. Um, Texas, overrated, underrated. You've lived there for a while. Mm. I don't know if you're going to be there for the foreseeable. Overrated, underrated. Here's what I'll say. I think... I think Texas is great. I think right now it's overrated because we're having so many people just flooding the borders. I think there's something in the air about Texas is the Holy Land. I think Texas is great. <laughs> but I think right now, 
in general in the population it is overrated currently it's still a great state i think most people kind of are overrating it because they're just flooding into texas i heard like you're getting like a mass exodus of like californians oh yeah are they yeah, all around like, everywhere? Or are they just like going to Austin? Like where? Yeah, yeah. Austin's Austin's saying used to be like make or keep Austin weird, and now it's like make Austin California. That's like uh, <laughs> I think that's the saying now. But hey, man, great tacos in California. Great tacos in uh, yeah, in Texas. Texas. So. We got great tacos here. It's a it's a, a, it's a overrated overrated Texas. Not no shade on Texas. I love Texas, but oh, right now I think it's overrated. All right, here we go. Fair, Overrated, fair. underrated. Uh, this is super random. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> underrated. I think underrated. He is, I mean, he wrote, what, he wrote uh, Deadpool. No. He's hilarious. Really? He's taking he over um, the average, like his advertising with his gin. I mean, I mean, I think he's really underrated. I think he, he's like, seems like a really savvy businessman. Uh, just absolutely hilarious. I think he's underrated. I think uh, he's a national treasure. I think we're going to have him around for a long time. Haven't you been mistaken for Ryan Reynolds once upon a time? No, no, I wish. Dude, no, seriously, I don't know where I was. They were like, yo, Edmund looks like Ryan Reynolds. Dude, do you hang out with a lot of attractive women? Maybe (laughs) they're the ones who think I look like Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Maybe that's it. But I could have sworn in, in, in some of the threads in the comments, they were like, why is Catholic Ryan Reynolds hollering? Oh my gosh, I need to look for this. I Dude, I regret. I don't I, know where I was. I should be better about. Com- I often don't make it into the comments. I need to be better about reading all the comments. But Do they bring Ryan Reynolds, underrated for sure. Underrated for sure, for sure. Okay, okay. It's a mogul. All right. Um, it's the theme that we're talking about today. Uh, overrated, underrated. The Catechism of the Catholic Church. Oh, underrated, underrated. I think Pope Benedict. Uh, this was a few years back said that the full reception of the catechism in the life of the church is still far ahead of us mm. and you know it came out in the 90s but uh i still think it's underrated it's massively underrated people think it's just a textbook they don't understand that it's evangelistic that it can be used in the church um highly underrated well let me let me let me go ahead, give, get, get on get that you another hot hot take then so then what about like versions of the catechism do you feel like that's because the project is still ongoing and we're not done and we're you know like have so much left to do in, in terms of appreciating it when we come out with like a youth catechism is that like helpful or is like is that underrated or is that overrated um i think among people that are interested in evangelization i would probably say that the other catechism editions like if you're an adult and you've had some level of formation i think the different versions are maybe a little overrated because i would say go to the go to the the, Get to the source yeah like go to the vatican one first like don't and it's because when i was in ministry oftentimes people would say well that catechism is probably too crazy i'm just going to skip over to this other version oh no but the catechism says it's not supposed to replace local catechism so it's a universal it's it's a catechism on behalf of the universal church but it's not supposed to take the place of like of like um an african conference of bishops writing their own catechism Mm, to their people or like the usccb wrote the young adult cat or the adult catechism right so so i think there's still a place for local catechisms and the, the catechism itself says it we're not trying to replace it but it's kind of like i don't know it's like it's like, I think if you're an adult, like you could go to it. I think don't just dismiss it, right? So mm-hmm. I think there's a place for it, but a little yeah. overrated, at least in some of the circles I'm in. Now, I know most people are probably not having the same experience I do, but when I was in ministry, 
I felt like it was a little overrated. Like, oh, aren't there these different versions? It's, and it's like, well, at least open up the, the, the Vatican one first. Like, it would make sense if you never read, if you only ever read, like, articles about or, like, commentaries on the Bible. You know, like you, you yeah. gotta, you gotta dive into the word itself and see. Or if you went like, into like the Living Word version of the Bible, like right, the one that's like in common <laughs> vernacular. You know, it's hey like dudes. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the one I read because I understand love, it. It's like, love okay. your neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> love, love your bros. Love your bro. Yeah. Hey, bro. All right, you know, over trip. If you're ever really bored and just need something that will take up like an hour of your time, look up the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible. Ooh. That is wildly fascinating. Great for high school kids or just like a drinking like just open up the Hawaiian <laughs> Bible see if you can actually pronounce it uh, no 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 it, it's like it's like in so pigeon is like a combination of multiple languages so it's some Hawaiian some span like it sounds right. crazy it's like it's like God had so much aloha for his boy that he sent his only he sent his only boy it's like it's really I mean no yeah. disrespect like no, respectfully, no, no, respectfully it's an interesting Bible it's definitely engaging. Go. I have the Bible in Gullah, which is like a tiny like Gullah island. island. Like yeah, Gullah Gullah Island, like off of South Carolina. Like it's wow. it's, a, it's like a dialect of like former former slaves like colonized it. And, wow, uh, that's yeah, wild. You know, it is. It's like a it's like a Cajun Creole. I'm probably not doing the language. You know, we're gonna hear from all of our all of our Gullah listeners are gonna write <laughs> in and they're gonna be so furious with me. They're gonna be like, you know. Father, that not the, the new the new testament. Yeah, it's not wow, like that, that was yeah. impressive that you have a Gullah accent in your in your bag of. I, I read the Bible in Gullah. What can I say, man? I, you know, I'm a man of many bags. Overrated, <laughs> underrated, uh, Edmund. Overrated, underrated. We talked about. We alluded to him already. Uh, Raymond Arroyo. Get in some trouble, man. Go ahead. I know you've gone on him before. He, he's 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 ended up in in your in your stuff before. Images of him. Ah, oh noise man, this is shade. such a trick. This is such a trick question. <laughs> Does he take the bait? Mm-hmm. He's a trickster. <sighs> this should be tea right now. I yes. think Raymond Arroyo. Here's what I'll say. I think Raymond Arroyo is properly rated. Properly <laughs> I think he's on brand. Properly the the guy is doing his thing, and he's like exactly true to you know. What Josh, I gotta be careful now, man. I'm in I this world you. of you know. <laughs> partners with osv like i'm you know i gotta be a little more careful no raymond arroyo is a funny guy to me and people that i find kind of funny um you know i've given him i yeah i just kind of poked fun at him there was one time we were on a we were on a bus ride to Covecrest, and he had just come out with the wilder series and he had this photo of him in this like safari hat in like a barnes and noble pointing at his book and just like with a big smile like this in a very Raymond Arroyo way a uh, very joyful guy and he the, the caption was like it's getting wilder and so I cut him out I was I was bored on a bus like we had 10 hour right. drive so yeah. I used my phone to remove the background and I just started cropping him into stuff and just being like <laughs> and, and I was tweeting it and tagging him like it's getting wilder I had him in like um where'd you have him uh at first I started really tame like I had him in places that were believable it was like him in Boston. It's like it's getting wilder. And then, but then it was like him in Cairo and Chris Stefanik. <laughs> so he was retweeting some of these things. And I was like, man, it's it's super hot out here, but it's getting wilder. And then it was like him in Cairo, just like and uh like pointing at the pyramid. And Chris Stefanik replied and was like, dude, I was just in Europe or just in Egypt. Like you didn't tell me. 
No. Chris Stefanik didn't realize it was fake. Then I had it. Oh, then I cropped him into um, great prop job. Remember when Kanye interrupted? I think it was Taylor yes. Swift. Yes. Yes. He's, yeah. he's right yep. there, like on stage. Like <laughs> it's getting wild. And, and the caption was something like, "Yeah." Yeah, and the caption was something like, I don't know who these two people are, but it's getting wilder up here or something. <laughs> it was just stupid, like, just stupid. So, anyways. You never found I, out? You think you ever found out? Oh, he knew. He was retweeting it. He was like, oh, he knew. He thought it was great. Like, he didn't. I don't know if he knew okay, that I was okay, kind of playing in cheek. Um, <laughs> nah, he didn't know. Yeah. He was like. Yeah, I had him with uh, Voldemort. I had, I had him with Voldemort. Like, Voldemort is like behind him. Like, uh, and then he's like. You know, like going like that. I gotta find it. Hey, man, that's the that's the photo for the for the, yeah. for the album cover. It's pretty fantastic. That's overrated, awesome. underrated. Uh, yay! Let's talk about it. Uh, Kanye at this time, 2022. Kanye. Oh, is he out. Kanye Kanye two. Or is he just yay. Yay now. He's, He's yay just now. yay now. Um, man, I hate to say this because he's just such a cultural influence, like it's hard to deny just the power culturally he has it got heavy it got heavy when he yes the whole kim kardashian thing like it's it's rough i i don't know i feel like right now we're feeling like he's a little overrated just because we're seeing through we're seeing behind the curtain a little bit and it's, it's, too it's much. not it's not yeah. nice to see but hide the sausage bacon yeah again. like I don't know. Um, mental health, everyone. Mental health awareness. Yes, week, that, right? that, like, there you go. Every time I bring it up. Yeah. Well done. Mental health you. is not overrated. There you go. Yeah. 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 Underrated. <laughs> underrated mental very health. Very good. Very good. Clap it up. Very good. All right. You you, you survived. Very, very good, Edmund. Let's get into it. For those that don't know, we are talking to Edmund Mitchell. Um, man, true renaissance, man. You've you've done i mean let me rail off just the things that i know i mean we went to uh franciscan together you were a year ahead of me um since then you produced uh what how many albums you know how many musicians are behind (laughs) at your studio uh you got bummer lazarus you get you did reverb culture way back when you had the show podcast you did loomy box with your wife um, did I miss one? Is there anything you can do? What do you got? <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, uh, real true. Got, yeah, real true is a big one right now. Real true. That's what yeah. we're here for, folks. This project, this mission of letting folks know about the catechism um, in a very vivid and beautiful way. I love the video you guys did on music with my man, Matt Cranley, who's already been a guest on our podcast as well. He's great. Uh, tell us, man, like, where did, like, I don't know, why catechism why hitch onto this wagon what's going on because it what you're doing dog it's it's beautiful it's oh, thanks. visually it's incredible um and i know you're just a hustler dude you, you just grind so much and i really respect that tell me uh why keep going i mean you did it with reverb culture a little bit but like why why keep this going with the catechism you know I heard this story once about two uh shoe salesmen that got sent to a third world country and they were going to research a market like a new market right and they go to these two salesmen go and and the first one goes and writes a letter back to his boss and says hey man unfortunately they don't wear shoes here um and the second salesman goes to the same village writes a letter back and says hey great news they don't have any shoes yet right and there's like these two ways you could view the catechism you could be like man no one cares about the catechism like catechism's Mm. not modern the catechism's not gonna speak to the culture or you could be like 
like how would we act how would we talk how what content would we make if we were like man everyone loves the catechism they just don't know it yet like everyone wow. could love the catechism they just don't know it yet yes and that's the idea like the idea is not just to translate the catech like just word for word trans like digitize it the idea uh -huh. is to hopefully the deeper idea is like inspire people to go to the catechism like to dive into the catechism and i met uh emily Mentok and Edmundo Reyes who work for the Archdiocese of Detroit. And these are people that have like the second shoe man, shoe salesman um, attitude, right? Like they see possibility. They see what could, like, could we change the way people perceive these things? Um, mm -hmm. They're super talented in media communication, social media. And I've always just had a, um, a love of the catechism. I kind of fell in love with the catechism after I graduated college and tried reverb culture for a bit it was kind of this like social media blog thing for young adults and so when they came up with this idea um you know they kind of were like you love the catechism too and they loved um there's a there's a, a youtube channel called the bible project or a yes organization so mm -hmm. Edmundo had this really powerful moment with his kids where he was showing his kids these videos and Same. the kids just Same. kept watching them and one of his kids said man i've learned more in these videos than I have in all of my catechesis, right? Wow. So Edmundo has a real passion for making content and he he had this idea, like what if we made beautiful animated, uh, and also we do live action videos, but what if we made beautiful content inspired by the catechism? And um, Emily also has like, is so talented in just getting stuff done. She has an eye for content too. Mm -hmm. And so we pitched this idea to OSV because the idea was, let's just make it free. And hmm. so OSV partnered with us so from the get-go. From yeah, from this is a project of OSV. Yeah. yeah, and they were like, "Wow, let's make it global. It's going to be in English, Spanish, French, Portuguese, and hopefully other languages um, wow. soon too." And like, let's just make it free to the world. And what was so, that? What was that pitch meeting like? Oh my gosh, uh, <clears throat> it was very short and it was it was intense because Emily Mundo and I. I mean, we had been planning and talking and thinking yeah. and praying for months were you there from the jump or did you like were you there from the inception yeah i mean emily and mundo and i just emily and mundo had the idea they pitched it to me and then together we kind of shaped what exactly it could be and consist of and you then you became the three e yeah, yeah yeah the three e three e's. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh um, the nickname for that yeah 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 and then we had an opportunity to pitch the idea to osv and they loved it they were like let's do it um and so we had a pilot you know of a couple videos and then thankfully our goal was to hit a million views and we hit a million views and um and then the OSV was like, let's keep doing it. And the, the idea would be to hit the anniversary of, I think it's the 30th anniversary of the catechism and the 60th anniversary of the Va of Vatican II, I think in 2023, no, 2022, October of this year. Uh, yeah, I forget. I we were right. going to try to hit this anniversary yep. and have yep. the whole first pillar of the catechism have made all the content. Nice. Dude. Okay. So you're, you're focusing on, you know, the creed right mm -hmm. for, for, for the time being you, did you did you think at all did you did you discuss amongst yourselves like if did we want to jump around because like that seems to be some of the secret sauce to like the, the greatest the great bible timeline and like the yeah. bible in a year process is like to make it accessible we're gonna do like we're gonna you know hodgepodge it and piece together units and stuff that, is that, that every part of your yes theory? that took the longest time how we were going to structure it took the longest time to really figure out um 
we decided each pillar would be split into 12 units with the idea like 12 months of content. Yeah. Give them give them the pillars. For those uh, that don't know. Basically creeds, sacraments and liturgy, morality and prayer. So creed, sacraments, morality and prayer. And so four pillars, 12 units for each pillar and then each unit instead of just hey, we're just going to summarize the content. Um, I was very influenced by, you know, at Franciscan, I studied catechetics and Monsignor um, uh, Francis Kelly has this method of catechesis that has these stages in it. It's modeled after um, God's method of revealing himself. And so we kind of took that influence and we came up with this idea of three videos that are kind of progressive and for different, kind of for different audiences, but you could watch all three of them together. So the proclamation is more like, it grabs people's attention and doesn't talk directly about the faith. It's just to kind of open up the questions of life and okay. try to try to stir up spiritual curiosity. So like the direct evangelization method. Exactly. Like okay. what would the world be like without maps and why are we fascinated with maps? And hopefully by the end of that short video, uh, which is multimedia animated and has some type of inner, hopefully by the end of that video, you're kind of already starting to ask this question like, Man, yeah, we do really want to know where we're going. And then the next video dives more directly and explicitly into the content of the catechism uh -huh. for, that, for that unit. And then the third video is the connection where it's just me being a goofball, like YouTube style videos, trying to like, how does this apply to our life? Like sure. um, you got this like intellectual formation, but like how, how would I apply this in my life? Like what difference does this make in my life? So those are the three videos for each unit. Um, so it's a ton of content. I gotta ask, because um, it's on my mind, like one of the reasons why I said yes to Josh about this project was because I was like, you know, I've always wanted to like play with like radio voice or whatever, like, you know, yeah. but I have no, like, I have none of Josh's savvy, none of his like awareness and like production value, you know, did this scratch an itch for you? Had, had oh, it yeah. been like a childhood thing of like, you know, I wouldn't mind doing a little something, something, you know? It, it's, been, it's been really awesome, like it, it really does use the the skills that I really love using, right? So like podcasting, writing, being creative, being on camera, um, you know, creative direction, catechesis and evangelization, like social media. It really ticks a lot of the boxes. It encompasses all of this. It checks yeah. up all the boxes. Yeah. yeah it it doesn't mean, hurt. You know, hey, we got a looker here, folks. He's He definitely doesn't have a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a, He's got a face for video podcasting. Yeah, yeah. They were I mean, smart. They're like, "Hey, we got to get this guy in front of a camera." Uh, I, I still though. I mean, this is a whole another story, but I still consider myself like deep down. I felt like God was calling me to be a parish missionary, and so parish ministry is where my heart really is. But with COVID and everything, I, I really felt like the Lord was calling me out of parish ministry just for a season, and then, and then that it was around the time this opportunity popped up, and it was kind of perfect. Um. So the only thing missing is kind of the parish ministry aspect of it. But, but other than that, yeah, it's all stuff that I yeah, goof funny. around with and have for years, just kind of the same with Josh, just kind of teaching yourself like a new trick every couple months. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really, really fun. I imagine yeah. after you get like those, all those units together though, like you know, when you have the 12, you know, the 12 breakouts for, for each of the pillars, then, you know, you basically will have like, you know, a whole, you know, feast of content that, you know, an RCIA director can just like, you know, plug and play 
as like a way to support whatever their in-person catechesis. I mean, like, I hope we're getting back to in-person, yes, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. you know, but uh, like, that's definitely something that I would see myself recommending, like, you know, okay, you're, you're having a little bit of, you know, tough time with this thing, you know, okay. You might, you might want to take a little bit more time with it than, you know, here's some places you can go. A hundred percent. Like, um, you know, we shy away from, I mean, you know, the term curriculum is kind of loosely thrown around. So, I mean, I don't really view it as a curriculum, but it, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think the idea would be to have all of these videos that you could say, man, you know, I just want a proclamation video just to open up this theme or, or I have a friend that if I sent this video, even though they're not involved in the church, they would be interested in, you know, one of, you know, what would the world be like without maps? And maybe I can have a conversation with them or RCIA, like let's dive into this explanation as supplemental. So we see it kind of as supplemental, right? Um, but yeah, I think it will be really cool. It gets way more useful the, the more the content that we get out there and that you can just kind of pick and choose and use those things. What's the... It Okay, make a holy noise, right? That's our theme. We, we, we go deep. We go deep. Do you, um, are you looking forward to a specific part of the, of the catechism? Like, are you like super psyched to like dive into that? that part? Is there a part that you're like, oh man, don't know how we're gonna do that one. That one's going to be spicy. Yes. So <laughs> the I I have to admit. So we have a a big team and everyone's involved so it's not like i just write the script and then we run right, with it so right. we have an advisory team a theological um advisor you know osv is providing about you know so it, it really is a group <clears throat> effort but i will admit the the pillar i'm most scared of is the third on morality because there are some sections there where it's like man we're gonna have to cover some of this stuff and then how do we how do we make it one how do we make a proclamation video that just makes it interesting Mm -hmm. to think about these things right like um and there's some of those where i'm kind of like man you know thou shall not say hi to your neighbor's wife how do we make that <laughs> you know like, like that's that's the hot button you, you, mm -hmm. I, I would have said the same thing because yeah like the, these days so much of the criticism around like even just having conversations with and about the lgbtq community mm -hmm. is that you're dom the, you're, the Catholic sphere has dominated that space with teaching yeah. and catechesis. And so we get like blamed for like only giving, you know, paragraph numbers of the CCC, you know, when we're trying to also develop a relationship, you know, and, 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 and encourage uh, a dialogue. A hundred percent. I mean, I mean, uh, Benedict in a book, gospel catechesis catechism he kind of reflects on there was this time where he wrote this big theological paper when he was in seminary or no when he was like a theologian not yet a cardinal sure, and sure. he sent it to balthazar you know and he was so proud of this huge theological work that he had done and he sent it to balthazar hoping he would get like some note or something and he just got a card back as was i guess balthazar's style because he was super busy and all it said on it was propose the faith don't presuppose it and Benedict said that that really Money. that really stuck with him hmm. for a while. And and he brought that up in the book because the difference between this this catechism, and the catechism, a lot of people know the catechism of the Council of Trent um, is that they really thought hard. How do we propose the faith uh, and not just presuppose it? And to your point, right, like I was in youth ministry and kids are kids just want to know why can't two men get married? But but the real like there are 
I could just tell you the church teaching, but the real underlying question first is, what does it mean to be a human? Like, let's talk about that first. And yes. then that's super engaging. Everyone's everyone's engaged. Doesn't matter what religion you are. Like, what what does it mean to be a person? Are we different than animals? Are we just matter? Are is there a soul? Like, and then you can get to the teaching, but you have to have this like underlying uh, conversation. And so, yeah, we got to build this foundation. Yeah, wow. and so the catechism tries to really do that. Wow. And but yeah, I I am afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid of those. Uh oh, I'm afraid of those areas of the catechism. Yeah, I mean, enough, man. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Let, Let me keep you, you asked what, back. You asked what my what I'm most excited for. I'm most excited. I was it. excited about the creed, but I'm most excited for the pillar on prayer. It's one of the most beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, if people are intimidated by the catechism, I always tell them to start on the pillar on prayer. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, practical. I think the first draft was written by a Melkite priest in Beirut. Is it Beirut? 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 Beirut. Um, he was out in Beirut and literally was taking cover in a basement as like <laughs> bombings and stuff are going on. He writes one of the most beautiful uh, uh, pillars on prayer. So it's a really special um, part of the catechism that I'm really excited to do that part. Dude, that's yeah, awesome. yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think if anything, you know, when it comes to like forming the heart, you can't, you, you can't forget that in unit one, I mean, this is how I feel about Vatican II documents as well. It's like, you know, those those detractors and critics, critics of like, you know, uh, Vatican II teaching, you know, want to want to throw it away and say, like, in a disparaging way, like, you know, this is this is the result of like a pastoral council. So it's kind of like, you know, pick and choose. It's whatever. It's not really doctrinal. But like the whole the whole point is that it's it's meant to like get to the heart of it all. Right. And like, how could that so then like leaves me scratching my head like how could that not be doctrinal so like even though you're in the the creed or moral teaching or talking about like you know right worship you know of course those are all prayerful things right like you know study yeah. is prayer or can be prayer you know worship is definitely prayer you know and like even even like you know the way that we respond and treat one another is like heavily inundated by you know in, in, and informed by like a prayerful mentality right yeah yeah and and they made sure in this catechism to always bring it back to what's called the charisma, you know, the basic gospel message, like the invitation to a relationship with God, a saving relationship. And they relate all of that stuff back to it. So there, there is a way to read the catechism to see that it all relates back to that. And uh, Cardinal, he's now Cardinal Raniero Cantalamesa was pre pre preacher to the papal household. And he gave some sermons on the catechism um, that are really great. And he said in one of them, he said, we need to rediscover the pulsating heart of the catechism. And what is this heart? It is a person, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And most people look at the catechism, they're not thinking like, man, there's a pulsating heart that Jesus. <laughs> they're just like, well, there's some sections on Jesus and there's some sections on divorce. Like, right. Yeah, all right. about, you know, the training. So, so with that said, like, what's taking so long? I mean, you know, like, <laughs> what do you think? What's taking the church so long to wield the catechism? Like how how you're going? You're you're That's a really you're good question a step here. But like, what's going on? What's going on in my diocese? What's going on in my classrooms? Like, why are we like? I mean, it's there in the fine print. It's it's there. Like, mm -hmm. I see it when we when we get our standards curriculum standards of what they want us to hit from a diocese perspective. Like when I was teaching in you know K through twelve or or um, K through eight, I see it there. I see the fine print. Okay, there are the catechism paragraphs or whatever. Yeah, but it's not at the ready. It's very you know undercover. It's hidden. I mean, what do you think? I mean, why does it take so long uh, for us to, to get behind this puppy? 
Yeah, that's a very, that's a deep question, probably above my pay grade. But my, my take on it is that, well, f first of all, when it came out, uh, a lot of people, you know, kind of poo-pooed it. They were like, you know, Modern Man does not care about dogma. But in fact, when it came out, it was in airports. It sold out everywhere because, you know, what does the church actually teach, right? Yeah. And then there mm -hmm. were some, there were some like false starts because, yeah, people just weren't sure. Just people weren't sure about it and didn't know. And by people, I just say that it was just, yeah, for some reason, the church didn't rush to um, to adopt it. And then I think, again, too, it's kind of like those two shoe salesman uh, attitudes. Like, I think some people go, ah, this just seems so, this just seems so dense right. and heady people and theological. Yeah. And most people don't don't think, I mean, it's like they haven't learned to find the beauty in it. They haven't learned how to unlock it. Right. And, and then I would say, and then I would say in general, yeah, that like, I feel like we're slowly embracing evangelization more in the church. And in the past, there's maybe been an overemphasis on like an intellectual type of catechesis. Sure. But the idea of an evangelizing catechesis, okay, at least in some of the circles I'm in, which is like, not the normal experience but there's like okay well we want to be evangelistic but we shouldn't catechize then because like if we catechize like that like then let's not catechize it can't them. go hand in hand oh wow oh, that's exactly. an interesting idea yeah should, should I, yeah yeah and i think often when i would talk to like youth ministers sure. people they'd be like well the catechism and it's like man no it it is catechize like um you know like you said father you know the church documents like you know catechesis is a moment in the process of evangelization right. And even the gospel is a type of catechizing because you're you're saying Jesus is. People get Lord. so like, afraid of that because they think, well, we don't want to bore the kids. Well, we don't want to like it's too heady. It's too dense. <laughs> it's like, no fool. It's a part of your evangelization. Like, yes. don't be afraid to wield that puppet because because that's where it is. Like, people want that. If if you can prep this thing well, if you can prepare the hearts to receive it, if you can properly dispose them, it's gonna it's and make it attractive, which is yeah. what you're doing. You're taking something that many pastors, I, I would imagine, and, and many folks, catechists alike, DREs, like they look at it as daunting. They look at it as intimidating. You're just totally cutting through that with media. And I love it. So when you mentioned Bible, like actually when I watched it, I was like, am I watching a Bible project video? Cause it was like, oh, it was the same, but in, in the best way, in the, in the best way, brother, because I was already showing that to my, my kids already we were going through uh the letters of saint paul we were showing first thessalonians and things so i use it and i know i can bring the catholicism you know on yeah. my own like, in terms of teaching but i was like when am i going to see something for us by us like fubu like when am i going to see it by you know by us in the catholic church who's going to do it and and of course like here you are doing it and so <laughs> you guys are doing it so i'm like you're 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 cutting right through it and everybody's insecurities and stuff it's like ready or not like time is now so good on you i Some do want to i do want to say or, or real quick uh, just straight from the website right for folks that um that still still need a little bit more here of what real and true is really bringing folks uh from straight from the website we believe the catechism is not a textbook a collection of ideas or a set of rules we believe the catechism is the faithful echo of god who wishes to reveal himself to us and desires us to respond. Our mission is to pass down and pass along 
the gift of our faith by creating beautiful, captivating, and relevant content inspired by the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And we are making this content in multiple languages and accessible for free to people all over the world. So, I mean, it's all there. But I don't know, Pat. What do you think? Back to what we were saying. But I, like, I honestly, like, so you're, you're, you're taking me back here for a second because we had once upon a time, you know, when I was uh, a much younger, much smaller lad, you know, we had a workshop on cate catechism, maybe from one of your professors. I don't know if you had Sister Joanna Modak back in the day, but she taught this workshop to us um, at the Mount. And we, like, it was, it was one of the first times I had, okay, 22 years old, right? Like, you know, I've, I've lived young my blood. entire life Catholic, you know, young blood, but ultimately like very un, you know, un, um, like unfamiliar with the catechism, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, but um, Dave Erbum 10 is like one of the things that just absolutely gets me it, it gets me Jacked totally up. fired up like that. This is the, this is it. This is the inspired word. And it was like a, a proclamation of the catechism or from like a catechism nut that like made me want to believe like, okay, obviously this isn't the same as, you know, the word of God, but it, it can't be that wrong to, to call it at least, you know, by a couple steps removed in inspired like it's it, it's an inspired we're, we're so like, afraid of that well, yeah. what do you think of that do you oh yeah no i i, I struggle with this when i first started you know really studying the catechism i really struggle with that too i was like man what you know it's not just another it's not like any other catholic publication but it's but it's also not the bible and i really have just started saying it's the second most important book because you you said right? you said to pray with it right yeah you've prayed with the catechism so, so i started yeah, so oh, I started no. I started doing Lexio Divina with it, and I and I was actually insecure about that until I came across a uh, a lecture uh, from a priest from Mundelein Seminary for like Communio, the the theological journal or whatever, and he yeah. he gave this lecture on Lexio Divina, and he basically said like this is it's not the deposit of faith, right? But it's right. a it's an authentic, um, authoritative summary of the deposit of faith, universal right. and from the heart of the church. So right, it is by the magisterium. Exactly. So it is appropriate for us to prayerfully reflect on it. Like it is mm -hmm. like it doesn't have the same level as like the word of God, but it is the explicit teaching of the church. Mm -hmm. And it's a way for us to meditate on revelation. And one of the highest ways I know to actually get it straight from the mouth. Uh, I One of my friends said, you know, I really feel like the Bible is words from my father, but the catechism is words from my mother. Mm -hmm. Right. You like sit at the feet of mother church wow. and just with, with yep. each together, just be like, okay, here's the Bible mm -hmm. and here's the catechism. And together it's really beautiful that way. That's yeah. Really I was going to, I was going to quote that. Cause I remember from our first conversation we ever had, that was the one where um, the catechism works for my mother. And I was always, ah, oh, man. Yeah. Cause prayer, prayer is really like the method of like receiving it. Right. Because anybody, I mean, atheists, right. They, they read the Bible. You know, and, and yeah. one of the things the church maintains is like, until you're, until you receive the gift of faith, like until you're blessed and open to that, that gift, that, you know, in infusion, right. Then, then the full and, and in-depth and contextual meaning of the word of God will be, will be kept from you. Like it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll be just, you know, a stumbling block, you know, absurdity, mm -hmm. you know, sure. um, foolishness, you know, to the Gentiles and, and, uh, yes. and, and I guess, um, yeah, on, on, in that in that view or in that light, like 
then prayer suddenly just it just shifts the ground underneath of like you know where am i where am i taking this you know and and how is how am i letting this in you know is this just kind of like oh that's interesting like pulling mm -hmm. an arid you know it's like oh, i like to listen to this but you know it's just you know it's just a story right like it's just for somebody else you know that's just what those people over there believe but then if if, if it's like a, in a prayerful mode man that's dangerous right you know because then that maybe maybe that gets through that starts to soak soak through and say like you know what is this asking me to do what is this yeah. telling me to do a thousand percent like that was my experience i so I got out of college and I started getting frustrated because I realized I was getting caught up in a lot of the kind of the the politicking of the church, I guess. I, I just noticed that my I was upset a lot. I was upset about the culture of death. I was and I'm and that's it's fine to be upset about those things, but that was really all I was focusing on. And then the other thing I noticed was that more than any like you can hear people give thousands of sermons on John 316, right? Yes. Right. But there's something different and it could move you. The Lord could move and all that. But there is something different about sitting in a room alone with that verse. Yes. And allowing God to speak directly to you. And That's I realized right. that like, I love Scott Hahn. I loved all these Peter Craft and all these authors, but, but I was like, something was missing. I was getting the faith through their experience of the faith. And that's great. Like we need that but I just wanted to go to the source and prayerfully sit with it. And I wanted to allow before I talked to someone about whether or not, you know, we could have male priests or whether or not two men can get married. Like I wanted to make sure that I had the experience of sitting with the basic, not basic, but with the fundamental parts of, mm -hmm. of the faith, like to really sit with what does it mean? The church is teaching on the incarnation. Like, what does that mean? Like, like to allow it, like you said, Father, really well, to allow it to change me. And then what does this mean for my life? Because most people don't think, they just think the church's teaching on the Annunciation or, or the Immaculate Conception is just an intellectual thing. I go, right. that's what I believe. Like, Give me a sense, yeah. Yeah, and but God only reveals things he wants us to respond to. So that means mm -hmm. like there's some type of response my soul you know, my will, my heart, my hands are all supposed to give and that's supposed to change me, you know? And yes, yes. So I wanted to really sit with like the Trinity. I, I was like, when's the last time I've actually like read what the church actually teaches on it? I've heard people talk about it. Right. I know the doctrine, but sure. to like sit in prayer and go, how does the Trinity change my life instead of adopting other people's devotions and practices? Like, what does this stir up in me? How will this change my family and my household and my and the way I talk to God? Mm -hmm. And so that was my experience, exactly what you're saying. This is such an awesome and unexpected, like, uh, blow up, glow up of, like, literally the first line of that creed. And one of the things that people stumbled about, and I still get questions from time to time, like, why did we stop saying you know, we believe, and why do we go back to, I believe, you know, mm. a credo mm. um, at, at mass. And, uh, and I so much prefer, I believe, because it's obviously we're, do, we're, we're saying the same thing together. True. You know, and in fact, like for the life of me, I don't know how, but I keep trying to get people to like jump in from the very get go, but they're such good Catholics. They're like, no, the priest starts it. And I jump in, you know, afterwards. And I, I'm like that. I, man, that I is really important. Like I believe yeah. because it's, 
at, at some point we all, you know, we all make that, that journey or that deepening conversion going away from just like, I'm, I'm with, I'm with it, you know, because that one says it's true. And that one says it's true. And it's like, yeah, but who do you say that I am? And like, do I, do I proclaim this? Do I believe? And it's like the reliance upon faith is like, obviously growing and encouraged by staying in the sheepfold, you know, running with the flock, you know, knowing the shepherd's call and, and not trying to like, you know, go be a lone sheep, so to speak, but yeah. uh, the lost sheep, but definitely like all it, 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 what's, what's Pat's answer? Like, what do I say? You know, like, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, we, we pray the creed at mass, but praying through the catechism changed the way I said the creed. I was like, I had all these Ooh. experiences of God in prayer and all these experiences of reading through the catechism. And so when I say like, um, I believe in the resurrection of the body, it's like, man, like I really have had an experience of sitting in prayer and, and wrestling with things. And, and, and again, like, it's not like you can't get this from other books. Like you can't read a book where someone unpacks the teaching of the resurrection of the body. But I read through the catechism and there was a part where it says, everyone, both the just and the unjust will get resurrected bodies. And I just never thought of that. Right. I, I, like, I had never crossed my, I just thought good people get a body. Who cares what the bad people do? Like, <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. You won't just go to hell and like a ghost version of you will have some kind of, like, no, you literally have a body in hell. Right. Like, right. And so it's, it's when I net from now on, when I pray that line in mass, I'm like, it's like a little scary. Like I'm sure the resurrection of the living and the dead. It's kind of like oh, where it used to be just like, yeah, one day we'll float in clouds. Right. Like, but it's like, no, no, no. I believe in the resurrection of the dead. Do you understand what that means? Like, right, that's what right. I believe in. And so it just oh, puts more that. teeth. It puts more teeth into it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're getting in there. You're there's so much. Totally. There's so much more meat to be had, and I guess it just gets even more beautiful the more personal, yeah, it, it, it gets to you. But you know, let me ask you this: in, in, in terms of process, you know, you've got you've got a good team, right? Like, you know, I, I'm uh, amazed by and, triple you know, out here. What what got what raised my eyebrow when was when I was like, Doctor Joseph White, like, yeah. oh man, like that's that like board, board, yeah. The, yeah. On the board, yeah, um, oh yeah, Doctor Joseph. I mean, we there's a there's a bunch of people on the board. Doctor Petrock, uh, Wiley or Willie, I forget how to say his last name. He was the one that I was so excited when he was on board because in my mind he's kind of like the catechism scholar. Like if there's any way to be a catechism scholar, he was the guy. And so yeah, we were so blessed with a lot of really really awesome people on the board. Yeah, let me let me just name some right. Uh, Sherry oh, Wendell, Father Agustino. Okay. Uh, Peter Barack, Bob Rice. Mm -hmm. Is he on there? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Dr. Hosman Ospino, Bishop David Riken, or Riken, Bishop Arturo Cepeda. Man. Gloria Purvis. Love it. Gloria Purvis. Yeah. Right. How does that did come you, up? Go ahead, go did ahead. you seek them out? Did anybody seek you out? Yeah, we seek them out. I mean, uh, uh, at first, you know, before we launched, we were going to people and kind of pitching the idea and getting feedback, getting ideas. And, um, yeah. And so we're really fortunate that they, they agreed to, to be involved. I mean, so you, so you have a, so you have a hit list of the people that you want to go for. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you go 10 out of 10 or did you go, um, you don't have to say did anyone, did anyone <laughs> not who didn't get behind this? I don't know. You had no name. I can't remember anyone. No one didn't get like, 
I may, there might have been someone that was just like, I just want to be honest that I don't have time. Mm. But other than that, I mean, we, there was no one that was like, I hate the catechism. Why did you call me? <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. Wow. I love it, man. <laughs> you like accidentally ask it. Well, I'm Jewish, but uh, you know, <laughs> hey. <laughs> like, oh, we were looking for a Jewish for guy. Thinking of me. Yeah. yeah. Like, we need an Old Testament. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you got some. Uh, so, so OSV. Um, did you already have a relationship with OSV? Had they find you? Again? Oh, we, we said it earlier. Oh, no. Uh, San Diego Mundo. Network, Alatia, or how mm -hmm. do you pronounce it? Alatia. Alatia. I butchered that joint. Okay, go ahead. I don't know. I've only ever read it. Alatea, maybe? I've I think never had to pronounce it. It's their Alatea? fault for choosing a Greek word, right? <laughs> How did you guys get involved? Juan Diego Network? Edmundo uh, knew Jose from the Juan Diego Network, and then Edmundo also knew um, some people at OSV. He had worked with them in the past on some things, and so that was how those connections kind of happened. Um, and then Alatea, or however we decided to pronounce it, um, OSV and them. I think OSV now owns them, or they're they're partners now. So I think they're yeah. We own you. Yeah. Who else? Who else is doing it right? Like, do you keep? Do you try and like pulse check every once in a while? Like, you know, keep up with who might be walking with you or beside you? You know, kind of, you know, doing doing similar things because I I've heard I've heard of other people like trying to you know make entry points, make access points to the catechism. Are you, uh, are you, I, I mean, I don't want you to, you don't have to promo no, that, you know, catechism the, specifically. <laughs> oh no. Your, um, your competition. You know, I don't, I'm not really aware of when I first started getting into the catechism, I just started buying any book, any lecture, any, anything on the catechism. And there was some stuff out there, but nothing, nothing that I could, not a whole lot that I could find. Um, and to be honest, I'm probably not the best person to ask because for the most part, I pay the most attention to like secular media. So yeah. like yeah. Vox, uh, very influenced by Vox, Radiolab, like different mm. YouTube channels and stuff like that. Um, sure. the, Bible, like the, the Bible project isn't secular, but like outside of the Catholic world. So right. Um, yeah, I probably should pay more attention to like people that are that are doing awesome stuff in the Catholic Church. I think there's yeah. probably I'm with you. Mm -hmm. room room enough for like long form, short form, because my a couple of my brother priests are doing like a, a, a Father Mike Schmitz deal where they're trying to do a, a catechism in a year. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. And it and they're they're, you know, plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. But um, like there's there's always like I think I think quite frankly, people, you know, come to know their own taste so for me like yeah. you know i'm i'm a clips guy like i love i love clips channels you know on, on yeah. youtube especially where it's like dude if i ever you know get get to undo what um my millennial brain has done <laughs> to me which is like you know just a shortened shortened attention yeah. span you know like we're like you know, I get through the first 45 minutes of a movie and I'm like, I can pause it here. I can go to bed right now, you know, and finish this movie <laughs> later. You know, like my, uh, if, if ever that blows back up out again, maybe I'll like sit down and do like pints of Aquinas, like front to back. But yeah. in the meantime, like I love chopped up like clips. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's my, so I think, I think it's like, you know, the difference between ordering, you know, like a carnitas bowl and and uh you know barbacoa bowl at like yeah. like you, know, you gotta have different types of meat right <laughs> well and that's the thing too is like the the gospel needs everyone like needs you to 
enculturate it and to incarnate like to you like god does need your mouth to proclaim the gospel it's not like oh well saint anthony did that really well i should just not i should just give up right it's like no god <laughs> god wants you to proclaim the gospel god wants you to be god wants you to go say hey come find this man who changed my life right like and and we shouldn't be afraid that well other people talk about the catechism i mean really honestly my hope and prayer is that people see this and go wow wait this is based on what and then go wow we could do that man maybe i could do this thing maybe i could do that you know um that's my biggest hope is that pe you know people in the church are really inspired to do different things based on the catechism well said amen let's that let we 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 gotta we gotta come on down we gotta land this puppy but one thing i wanted to to, to ask you is the i mean when you when you do this undertaking and it's gonna i mean i mean i can just imagine brother like the how busy you are and, and all the different irons in the fire that you got going on um when you brought this home you know to, to your wife you know and like hey there's this project there's this thing like what was that conversation like and then lastly what was um like a big sign from God, like, Hey, you should, you should do this. I mean, obviously we're seeing the fruits now Yeah. But when you're in it. Sometimes you don't peek your head out and say like, Hey, that was God there. Like kind of leading the Holy spirit, leading this thing. Uh, what do you think? Man, I think. So now I'm full time with this. When I first started with it, it was like on, it was a side project because it hadn't yet gotten funded and now it's full time. And Dude. I think the moment that I Dream. thought, God was really saying we should keep doing this. I think it was when probably the second or third unit where I looked back on some of the videos and I was just like blown away by them. Like, man, we made, and, and maybe also kind of true to the catechism was the kind of, you know, the whole team came together. Like I'm writing stuff, but by the end of the process, by the time we hit publish, so many people have poured feedback and work into each of the videos that it really felt like this inspired group creative effort. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just, that was really, really cool to be a part of. And, and I just, it, I just suddenly got hit with, oh, wait, now we're really doing this. And I can't believe this is my job. Like, this is my job. Like, I do this. Um, and so that was when, I really started understanding like, okay, yeah, this, like I'm supposed to be doing this right now. Um, and, and also when we started seeing like massive engagement in Spanish speaking, speaking countries who don't have as much of this kind of like good right. content or other languages where they were like, thank you so much for making high quality Catholic content. Um, those things were the things where I was just really felt really blessed and fortunate, grateful to yeah. be a part of it. Thank you for doing it, brother. And then that's the hard thing too, like breaking into the Spanish because it's a whole nother world. Think about yeah. it. Like, you got your universe, like the English American Catholics is, is one thing, but if you can break out into the, the Spanish speaking side and just those pockets, like that's the hard thing to do. Yeah. And so, I mean, wow, for you to have success there. Um, dude, that's, that's so great, man. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, what do you think father Pat, as we leave and as we uh, say goodbye to our friend here, Edmund, uh, what do you got? Anything? I got what well, I got a parting question, I guess. Maybe like, you know, one last final, final shot. And, uh, final. and you know, because you're coming back, right? Like you're coming back. Oh, you. Anytime. Isn't it? You know, oh, there's a the beginning here at 100, you know, like, you know, I'm you got to be a 300, man. 
<laughs> so we're and and you know maybe we'll be gracious enough and we'll also extend the invitation to Emily. You know whatever. Like you know, well you know we we'll know you'll Ryan Ryan Reynolds will know like you know why yeah. he got the invite right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so if if you would say um, you know to so, some of our listeners right now who who have just you know they've got they've come with us this far right you know they're they're an hour deep in, in listening and and uh they're starting they're starting to like you know get that notion of like okay i want to i want to like you know i want to start taking some nibbles you know and i want to stay like how would you um beyond like you know d- the mere like uh direction like you know all right go go to this page and then go to this page you know get started and you know understand that like how what would be like your just your word of you know direct support encouragement one of your own, you know, former youth groupers comes to you and says, like, you know, hey, I've been struggling, but I heard you were doing this, like, you know, and and I'm and I, I'm not sure, like, you know, I want to. Mm. Well, how would you? What, how would you bait the hook? For real and true, or just the catechism? For both, let's say, yeah, yeah. For real and true, I'd say, hey, man, like, look at this video on, uh, man, I'm I'm blanking on some of the titles of the other ones, but you know, look at this video on what would the world be like without maps? And then let's have a conversation. I would, I would say, yeah, like look at these videos and then try to figure out what the heck does this have to do with the Catholic faith? And I think that that would be a fun thing for people to do, even if they're not super engaged. Um, Cause I think even people that aren't necessarily Catholic, like that, that's an engaging, interesting uh, um, exercise, right? Like yes. what are we getting at yeah. here? What is the yeah. Christian guy getting at? Um, and then for the catechism, I would say, you know, Dr. Petrock, I was in a lecture with him on the catechism at the John Bosco conference. And he, uh, he just focused on like one paragraph. And by the end of the lecture, he said, you know, if you can get people to learn to appreciate and fall in love with one paragraph of the catechism, you can develop, they will develop a hunger for the rest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I would say to them. I would say, Hey guys, like you either use the index or you know, something like find one paragraph and like, don't just like read through everything. Like, like sit with that paragraph for like a week, like put it up on your mirror, put it somewhere until it, until it looks different, until it changes you. And Mm. and then once you have that experience, I think that's when the catechism really unlocks because you're like, man, there's like 2000 more paragraphs like this. Um, So I would say that I would say, don't be afraid of it. Start in the pillar on prayer and just find one, paragraph that maybe sticks out a little bit to you and just sit with it for a while like bring it up in prayer read it out loud to yourself you know at the beginning of prayer and just just let god speak to you with it and i think he will nice dude dude in the micro will come the macro hunger yeah 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 (laughs) macro hunger trademarked by father Pat. Patrick Mullen, 2022, all right. Yep. That also Make- was my punk rock band in high school, Macro Hunger. Macro Hunger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was Play the genre? Hunger. What was the genre of Macro Hunger? Were they also uh, punk? Or? It was heavy metal. It was heavy metal. Uh, yeah. A yeah, lot of heavy. double drum. Yep. Du- double, double, uh, double drum, double bass drum. Did you redo? Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been rocking with the best, the Holy Ruckus podcast. Please like and subscribe. Happy episode 100. Go ahead and check out realtrue.org to learn more about the work of our guest, my man Edmund Mitchell. Follow at real underscore plus underscore true to get hip with the latest. And of course, for more for us, uh, our podcast videos and blogs are up on the holyruckus.com. 
Edmund, man, thanks so much. Anything Thank last you. second you. are yours? Are you pitching anything? Oh, you guys are the best. True? This was so, so fun. You guys are the best. Like, keep it up. And yeah, just, yeah, realtrue.org if you want to check us out. Um, But this has been great. This is super fun. Absolutely. Thanks for coming back, man. And praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. There you Amen. go. All right, Edmund, stick around. Um, But here we go. In World Youth Day in Rio, uh, Pope Francis asked for the church to go out and to evangelize. Well, at the Holy Ruckus, we're trying to do that. Hi, my name is Brenna, and I am a blog and social media team member. Um, what drew me into the Holy Ruckus is that its mission really encourages hearts that are lukewarm to be ignited and on fire for the truth and beauty that a life with Christ has to offer. My name is Mike Tenney. I am a Catholic high school theology teacher, uh, Catholic speaker, and worship leader, and I am a blogger for The Holy Ruckus. One of the things I really love about The Holy Ruckus and first drew it, me to it is, one, that it is uh, faithful to the church, uh, but also not afraid to uh, talk about tough topics. And also, I just love the diversity of the backgrounds of the different people. We have people from, from different ethnicities. We have people of uh, different states in life. We have clergy. We have lay people. We have married moms and dads and single people. Hi, my name is Ogechi, and I'm one of the content creators for The Holy Ruckus. The Holy Ruckus came into my life when I was struggling to find out what my vocation was truly meant to be, and it allowed me a creative outlet to express my faith in a way that I couldn't in my parish or in my job. I find it to be a great way to share my faith to the masses, and I've loved seeing how it's grown through the years. My name is Father Dan Leary. I've been involved with Holy Ruckus now for a couple of years. My experience with Holy Ruckus has been, first of all, it's been very professional. Secondly, it's been focused on how to draw souls back to Christ. And thirdly, they have a deeper understanding of the greater mission of how technology, which many times burdens people, can be an opportunity for an encounter with Christ. For those of you that are in the mission of serving Christ and trying to bring Christ to others and others to Christ, find Holy Ruckus a great blessing in my life. God bless you. So in order to continue our mission to uh, reach out and to reach more people and more Catholics or different types of Christians, we need your help. So we ask that if you want to be a partner, if you want to partner up with the Holy Ruckus and join us on this mission to make a ruckus in the church, we ask you to become a patron. Join our Patreon page. Follow us at the Holy Ruckus on Instagram and Facebook so you can be a part of something big, something that we're building. Thanks so much for being a part of the Ruckus. Ladies and gentlemen, please prayerfully consider supporting the Holy Ruckus and keep us going on our Patreon. You can be a part of the team and get exclusive access to, you know, um, pay-per-view content. And Father Pat will not be on the pay-per-view. Not like, unless it's a, like, you know, a celebrity boxing fight or something. Yeah. There you go. But uh, <laughs> Father Patty, I've, I've been, I've been told we, we need some words from Father Patty during the Lenten season. So oh. what do you think, man? I think once a week, you know, something where Father Patty, you know, gives a little two minute drill for our, for our folks, for our watchers and listeners. I think that's what the Lord is wanting. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been looking for for Lenten projects. I've already got like you know a couple of things that the Lord has put on my heart specific to my parish. So I'm definitely like open to the idea of uh, you know, especially because like you know, you know, Exodus ninety, bro. Like uh, Lent is <laughs> is like my nemesis, you know. Yes, but, it uh, is. you know, I'm, ha I'm happy to share that. You know, um, that gift that that cross of a blessing um, 
with as many of you as possible. That would be really joyful. You know, it'd be life giving. So yeah, absolutely. Be a part, be a part of this project guys. You know, if, if you're, if you're hearing, if you're hearing that little voice, you know, inviting you to, to something more, you know, in terms of uh, your own direct involvement, you know, this is, this is something that relies upon your, your discernment, but also your, your generous, your yes. So uh, thank you to and those who have already Absolutely. been a part of it. Yeah. Dude, join the team. Join the Holy Ruckus, man. We're making a noise and bringing content and keep us going. We want to add new new bloggers. We want to add new designers to our to our website and what we do and our content. So every little bit helps. If it's a dollar a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, whatever it is, you got big pockets, $50. Um, it will not be put to waste. It will be put to ministry and reaching people digitally, and which is what we do. So That's thanks right. so much, those of you that are already giving, um, because man, it's just making this puppy grow. So thanks so much again. But here we are in our hundredth episode, and you're a part of that right now. So if you've been with us from Jump Street, thank you so much. And Father Pat is here with us now on episode 100. That's Father right. Pat, since you've joined, I mean, I don't know, highlights, best, um, best guest, best episode uh thus far. Oh, what do you got? Yeah, great question. Easy. Um, you saw him on my door, right? Like I put coach Kramer on my door, like right after we recorded that episode Uh and, uh, and like dudes got, dude got me fired up. Like there, there, there was a way that, uh, that, you know, I just moved to this parish. Um, I just like, you know, changed things up and was like looking for that little bit of oomph and, uh. You know, I, I don't think he has a side hustle as a life coach, but that, I mean, easily one of my yeah, one of my too. top three favorites, you know, um, destiny one was such a bummer for me because I wasn't there with you guys, but destiny two was like a blast had, had a really, really <laughs> yes, great, especially because we got to do that just a month ago in uh person. So yes, our know. pro-life episode, which was a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Go check that out. Um, and gosh, if I'm rounding out the top three. Well, you know, that episode with Scott Hahn was uh, was really something, wasn't it? Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, it's, it's, in the secret, on that one. it's in the secret vault, you know. Like, we, we had to take it out like Disney. You know, we only busted it <laughs> out for the 200th anniversary or 200th <laughs> there you episode. Go. Yeah, we but, ran out uh, of time. He, he came back. We ran out of time. But we'll wait for <laughs> you next time, Dr. Hahn. We're, we're so excited to have you for next time. You oh, know, my gosh. Every little bit counts. I but, yeah, it. your Coach Kramer episode, uh, folks – uh, at Catholic coach, I believe, uh, coach Kramer, uh, Soderberg, he was on our, our podcast in episode 65, 65, which means that father Pat, you've been with us since episode 57. Wow. Wow. I can't, I, I just can't Stop believe playing. that. I can't believe it. I guess, I guess when I start to think about it, you know, it starts to come back, but I, even if it wasn't technically a podcast, I don't know how you distributed it, but when you, one of the first things you invited me on board was the panel, the panel discussion about that was uh, later. Race. Okay, that was later. Okay, maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the racism panel that was my favorite times, episodes sixty-one and sixty-two that we did. Where we brought where we brought out uh, Father Ebuka, Officer Brandon, Ogechia Calabre. Um, sorry if I mispronounced that. And then on part two, Brian Greenfield, our friend Dominique and Mike Tenney, when we talked about race, uh, just from the, and, um, the issues in racism that we see in the church, in our world, um, when all that BLM protests were happening, like as a Catholic, how did I respond to that? And, and what do I do? And what does the church ask me to do? Um, 
that was, that was my, one of my favorite content. stuff that we did. Yeah, uh, it definitely made a ruckus uh, out there. But yeah, uh, okay, well, Coach Kramer, for you, yes, you put a quote up there. What was the quote? Do you remember the quote? Oh my gosh, there's. Go ahead. My eyesight, <laughs> my eyesight is definitely gonna uh, be tested here. There's only one game day. There's only one game day. Judgment day. Uh huh. It's got it's got almost like a Terminator vibe to it, you know. <laughs> Dude, Coach, yeah, Coach Kramer was awesome. He, um, uh, yeah, and basketball coach, awesome. Yeah, awesome. such a great yeah. conversation. Um, yeah. when we did, what else did we do together? Um, we, man, yeah, the, 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 that race panel was was pretty sweet. Um, Especially because I love all those people, you know. Like I actually want. I want to have another, like, just, just ride along, you know, talk along with like a, a, any of those guys. Um, uh, we did, we collaborated with Mike not too long after that when we did a holy hour together, right? He did the, uh, yes. he did the music for. Yes, our, we did an Advent reflection, ad, Advent praise and worship night with Mike Tenney, PK, at PK Mikey T, and um, who is with Awaken Catholic, but also a blogger with the Holy Ruckus. And so he led music, praise and worship, and you went live and you gave a little Advent reflection. So it was a blast. I can blow your spot up by saying I still marvel to this day of how much, how many moving parts and how many collaborators you managed to like logistically involve and coordinate with for last year's Living Stations of the Cross with music you know uh the, the, mm. the album like that that is a heck of a thing man like you know put put you know stand on that for sure because that that's unique i i i've not seen anybody else in the catholic world take on anything Dude, like yeah we did uh for those that are listening who haven't been with us we did a like i just wanted a playlist of catholic made lenten songs that were not in the hymnal that were just like a little bit more on the contemporary modern side um and just before us by us right that fubu no notion like and that's what a bunch of catholic creatives uh around produced they made it they sent the song over did yeah. a little music music video with it um with the stations of the cross like living stations like filming that and the bitter cold and the snow and <laughs> <laughs> uh, this young adult group from uh, St. Martin of Tours in Gaithersburg, uh, Maryland, uh, did this. And it was so beautiful. And the music Dude. that accompanied it. So, yeah, we're getting ready for Lent. So those videos will, will come come again, you know. Uh, it's like a Catholic stations mixtape, like like prayer uh, prayer method. Uh, it's, it's so many things in one. Well done. Yep. The Christ is passing by. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, man. So much, so much, so much. Ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you so much for rocking with us. We always say it, rocking with the best, the Holy Ruckus podcast. Um, this is what we do, man. We're, we're trying to uh, create content that engages, that inspires, and that challenges, right? Oftentimes, I, for all the great episodes that we had, I know there were episodes that really challenged folk on, on either side. And I hate to say it like that, right? We had our liberal oh, side, our conservative sure. side. Sure, yeah. like. The first yeah, one that comes to mind with that was like, you know, we got, I, I, I tend to, to, you know, follow my mama's like, you know, teaching and, uh, and she used to say to like, you know, to say, say to us as a bit of an encouragement, like, you know, if you weren't doing something right, you know, the devil wouldn't mess with you, you know, like mm -hmm. he, he tries to get at you when you're, you're trying to, 
you know, um, follow the Lord's will. And, and uh, man, Tony Esser's episode definitely caught some, it, it spiced it up, you know, it spiced it up. Uh, Tony, Tony spoke from the heart and then yes. we had him on and, and he just kept on talking from the heart. And that was, uh, that was, that was more than some could handle. Right. Um, <laughs> a married uh, bisexual Catholic thriving Catholic man um, who is, is, is a member of the LGBTQ community. And what do we do with that church? You know, and, and right. that really challenged some folks and we heard him witness in his experience and he is, um, uh, he is thriving. He is a friend of the show of the podcast and, you know, a contributor. Um, yeah. but yeah, we, we were, we were glad to give him the mic, uh, uh, for that. And so that was definitely uh, a holy ruckus, but <laughs> here we go. We, we live and we go, but on to the future, on to episode That's 101, right. 102. Very excited. Who would you like to, who would you like to see father? If you could pick. If you could reach out who, who, and I, and I can make it happen. Probably. Maybe I don't know about Raymond or Roy. I don't know about Dr. Han, but like, who would you <laughs> ask for as we close up this episode 100? Who would you get? Oh man. I, I, in no particular order, but like perhaps from like way more um, immediate, like, you know, in terms of who would I, who would I really like to talk to, to like, who would I still like to talk to, but it's probably never going to happen. You know? Um, I, uh, really hope that we can get, uh, Meg Hunter Kilmer on with us mm. because she's now, she's now full, full on, um, diving in to her. She's got like a fellowship or something w with Notre Dame that they're allowing her the space and the time to continue her research into especially lesser known saints. Um, she's, she's made it like a, a part of her you know, uh, evangelization, she calls herself the hobo evangelizer. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so she's done, she's published, a, you know, a couple of a children's book and a, a, a book for adults about saints that are more obscure saints that aren't just European saints that are, you know, really make us what we say we are, you know, um, little C Catholic, um, gotcha. So Meg Hunter Kilmer, Meg Hunter Kilmer. And then, I One mean, more. it's not impossible, right? Like, um, Jeannie Gaffigan, um, Jim Gaffigan's wife, is uh, the one that he refers to as the Shiite Catholic. <laughs> she, <laughs> she came and did my, um, I, either my convocation or the year before me at uh, Catholic University. And I, I, I know, you know, I follow them. They're, they're, she, she's, I think, a gifted writer that she wrote, you know, uh, Jim's, you know, show on, on his sitcom. And I think she would be a blast and a, like a lot of fun and uh and really fun let's do it and that's definitely near and dear to my heart but like way outside of the box box never gonna happen because you know the resurrection hasn't happened yet like <laughs> if, if we were out no like if we were Go outside of, the t of time like man how cool would it have you know in kind of the same comedy vein like uh daily mass goer um chris farley like chris farley Ooh. god rest him went to daily mass when he was at Marquette and I, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and he based like the name of Matt Foley, the character who lives down by the rant down in a van down by the river. Like he, that is the name of his priest friend. Um, and I, I think that would have been a, a really cool interview, not meant to be in this part of life, but, um, you know, yeah, that's my way outside, you know, um, just kind of like, you know, could you have dinner with anybody in the Catholic world, you know, on Holy Ruckus podcast? Like, yeah. Rest in peace, Chris Farley. 
Rest in peace. I would ask, man, dead or alive. I mean, of course, I would love to have Jesus, but um, yeah. yeah, no. Would we uh, understand it? Like, would he just come with all of his parables, and we'd be like, "Huh, yeah." <laughs> Did I lose you? Uh, no, I'm here. I would do <laughs> Herman Edwards. Uh, I don't know how good uh, Catholic Coach Edwards, yeah, and, uh, head coach of the Arizona uh, Sun Devils. Right, um, nice. Arizona State uh, football team. So I would ask him. I'm pretty sure. I think I don't know. If Dick Vermeil is also a Catholic. He uh, might be. Yeah. Mark, Coach Mark K Ballard. is. Got to shout out my my Dukey boy. You know, in his last year at Duke, um, Coach Shashevsky. He's a good Polak, Chicago Catholic. Got you. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen. We can dream, can't we? We can yes, dream. We can. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you've been rocking with the best of Holy Buckets podcast. If you've been joining since the beginning, you know, episode one, we want to talk to you. We want to know you. Let us know in the comment section. Like and share, subscribe. We're so happy to be with you and to ride with you. Thanks so much for being the team. Holy Ruckus. We are out. Thanks again. Father Pat, anything? We're out of here. I mean, Jesus is the reason for this this podcast, but you guys make it all worthwhile. So thank you. God bless you. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. More episode 101 is coming up next week. We'll see you.